Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Sports Talk. I'm going to be breaking down some of the play we saw in the NBA scrimmages yesterday. Had some of the top teams play in the league, the Bucks and the Lakers. And you saw some of the young teams like the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns show some promise as well. So, let's get started by talking about what we saw from the Lakers and the Mavericks. Luka Doncic picked up where he left off this, you know, before everything happened. Playing extremely well. Putting on a show with KP and the uh, rest of that team. You saw some uh, competitive basketball, I would say, in that very first half. Between both teams. Now, one of the things to note is that Christoph Porzingis, you know, he's been someone who's been trying to find his place, be more of an impact, and heavily help Luca out. And I think you saw some signs yesterday where, you know, he was taking more of the initiative of getting the ball and making things happen. Now, LeBron James and Anthony Davis both played the first half, scored about 12 points each, getting their rhythm in there. You saw Dion Waiters have a nice buzzer beater at the end of one of the quarters. And overall, you saw a product that, you know, Lakers shouldn't be alarmed or surprised that Lakers ended up losing because you know it's a scrimmage and these games don't really mean a lot right now they play LeBron AD in the first half those two did not play the second half and that just comes down to getting their bodies in good condition and making sure they don't get any other kind of you know small injuries along the way so they were load managed by Frank Vogel now, in terms of the overall game, it was competitive early on. The Lakers actually led this game 55-44 to at halftime. And what ended up happening is that, you know, one of the lesser-known players on the Dallas Mavericks, Seth Curry, the brother of Seth Curry, uh, he went off. He had an 8-for-8 eight eight shooting night, 23 points. It was really hot from the floor, and, you know, so the Mavericks played overall well. It's a good sign for them. You expect them to play well, and let's see if they can continue this forward because, you know, the Lakers weren't all in on this game in terms of just playing LeBron and AD, like, all in the second half. All They didn't play at all in the second half just due to the conditioning, getting the rest. So, you know, Mavericks got the win in the big, in the big picture, just... Both teams kind of feeling each other out. Could be a possible playoff matchup depending on how seeds fall. Although I don't think I see Dallas losing the number seven seed. They're going to be locked in that seed. And they most likely are going to face the Clippers. Which will be a great matchup in itself. There were some other notable games on the schedule as well. You had the Blazers and Pacers play. Although Depot, I believe, did play yesterday or... This start the game 
And for the Blazers, the most significant thing to take away from this scrimmage is that Justin Nurfik came back and he, you know, played six, you know, he played really well, had 14 points, eight rebounds. Encouraging sign for him, who you know, he's missed a lot the injury season, and Blazers have somebody now in the the low post that can really help C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard and Carmelo Anthony. So he looked decent in his action, you know, and you hope to see him kind of continue to show signs of playing well and helping the Blazers push with that number eight seed. The Milwaukee Bucks play the San Antonio Spurs. Now the Spurs, you know, not having Aldridge and kind of having a team that is decent, has remained in contention. Uh, the Bucks put for a very strong defensive effort. They caused about 22 turnovers. Giannis picked up you know, 22 points in 21 minutes. Uh, Middleton played really well. He had some other other players also flash. And Milwaukee, what makes them so versatile and great is that they have size and length on the court. So they really can they can really can defend anyone if they put their mind to it. And what you saw yesterday, even though it was against the San Antonio Spurs, who are not a great team or on a level that the Milwaukee Bucks are, you just saw that they can defend multiple positions. They were blocking shots, contested shots. Milton's going to be key for the Milwaukee Bucks to have a chance to make a push for the finals. I think that the matchups that they're going to face in the Eastern Conference playoffs, you know, I think Giannis, people to go up against, let's say someone like Bam and Abadio from the Miami Heat, I think that would be interesting to see. Or Toronto and Pascal Siakam. So, there's no doubt that Giannis is going to face some interesting competition and what Milwaukee kind of showed yesterday is that they are firing on all cylinders to a certain degree have players stepping up and their defense is really good so will that will that play a role in, in helping them win some games when their shots aren't falling Seeing how most of the teams played yesterday, you just saw, you know, some nice highlight plays, some dunks, good encouraging signs of basketball on the right track. And even the Phoenix Suns looked good against the Utah Jazz, even though I still think, and everybody knows, they're not going to make any kind of push at all for anything in this restart. They'll play well. They have a young group, you know, and Booker and Aiton. And Booker struggled a little bit yesterday, 13 points, 4-11 shooting. Aiton looked promising, and that's kind of the best I've seen him look in a while. I could be wrong about that, but all the hype around him being a great player, kind of struggling early on with some stuff. You know, I think that there's some things that have to happen for him for him to develop even to a bigger presence on the court, you know. So, Suns played well. They had some good pieces show up 
And these are all scrimmage games, so there's nothing that you can really, really know or take away too much from it. Although you just saw that the top two teams in each conference, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, both teams have assembled a roster which, you know, they are going to be at the top of their game. How long that takes for it to happen remains to be seen, but I do think that for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they're really going to have to be on top of the defensive game because while they didn't play that second half yesterday, their overall surrounding cast has to do a better job of defending these guards and the guards can give them a big problem in the postseason I do expect that to happen you know Lakers don't really have a point guard that can shoot and create his own shot now Caruso is good he's shown a lot of promise and he's gonna play um, to a certain extent but LeBron may run point and then you have like J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters and Danny Green they're going to really have to knock down their shots and, and play well because that's what's going to happen outside shooting might be what helps Lakers you know, win and get into the postseason and you know make a push to the finals and win it all the Bucks with the size and athleticism that Giannis has you know, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. I still think Miami and Philly have have a good shot of knocking them off. So we'll just have to see what what happens as some of these players are getting themselves acclimated to playing this style, and we're gonna see some good performances and some not so good performances along the way and we just have to hope that there's some consistency that develops with these teams as they go along so you know seeing how these games are being called and and played you know we are seeing the usual scores and we're seeing that action on the court that we're expected to see and let's see how how well, other, how well other teams play today. There will be some more games today that will even tell us more about, you know, what, what these teams are, are doing, how they're adjusting to all these situations and things that are happening. And when the season gets started, you know, we're going to get to see you know, two really good matchups between the Pelicans. You got the Pelicans, the Jazz, and Lakers and Clippers. Now the Jazz looked okay yesterday as well. They now Gobert didn't really play well, kind of quiet, but Mitchell showed up. So you know, seeing how well these teams are gonna play when they gets going on opening night will be great to watch. And I hope to be breaking down 
some of the regular season games that will be happening in the restart. Definitely want to get into that when it starts to get going. We're breaking down kind of what I'm seeing from some of the players, what we take away, and how they can translate all this into having success in the postseason. Everyone, I want to continue talking about some of the action we saw over the weekend with the NBA scrimmages. There were some teams in action, getting close to the end of all of this before they take a week, not a week, um, about four days, three days after games today. Then the NBA season will be restarted and we'll have the opening games of the Utah Jazz, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers in the nightcap. So some of the things that we saw over the past weekend were good, encouraging signs. You saw some teams, some players kind of find their groove early on, show some promise until terms of getting a good product on the court. Now Zion Williamson hasn't been on the New Orleans Pelicans, but they have looked good regardless of his absence. And he's expected to be back fairly soon. Not sure about his status for the coming game on opening night. Remains to be seen. Does seem like he may not be able to play that game, but Let's see what happens because, you know, he had to leave the bubble for personal reasons and coming back. So the NBA allow him to play on opening night. Remains to be seen. And then we saw the Lakers kind of find their touch a little bit. You know, they had played LeBron and Anthony Davis early on. In the first half against the Mavs, and then you know, we saw a better version of a team. I would say this, you know, weekend we saw some some good things take place, where uh, you know they had their had their, they had their shots falling, and you know I think overall some of the role players look much better on the team. They ended up beating the Magic 119 to 122. The only concern from that game is that Anthony Davis ended up getting poked in the eye accidentally. So, you know, he played in some short minutes and was able to play, but then he didn't play after that, uh, you know, that happened. So, you saw Catavius Pope had a good shooting performance, you know, 17 points, 7 of 8 shooting. Kyle Kuzma continues to impress and look really, really good. And he is like the X factor for the Lakers. And if he's able to do this throughout the games that are about to start and through the postseason, Lakers are going to have a great offense. They're going to have an offense that's unstoppable. And you'll see that maybe... 
they don't all have to focus on LeBron and AD. Like if Kyle Kuzma gets hot and he continues to stay hot, then it's gonna open up a lot of things for LeBron, AD, and other players on the team. Dion Waiters look good too. J.R. Smith looked a little bit better. You know, still getting his legs under him. And you know, the Lakers are pretty much looking better and ready to get going. I think so. Should be good. Some other scores around the league. You know, you had the Utah Jazz pick up a victory by Miami Heat, where Ruby Gobert, after a quiet kind of start in the first game, really came on, played played a bunch of minutes, 23 minutes, or 21 points. And on the Miami side, you had Kelly Olynyk, Tyler Hero look look good and impressive, and they're going to be important for the Miami Heat's chances to upset the Bucks if they get to get that far. I gotta have these role players other than Jimmy Butler step up and, and really excel in their minutes. As I mentioned before, the Pelicans had looked good against Denver. Uh, they, you know, they had someone, uh, some players that really stood out. And they look good without Zion right now. So let's see how they look with Zion on the court because we know that he adds another dimension to their offense. And they've been scoring a lot of points and looking really good throughout these scrimmages. So can they transition that to actual wins on the court? Good early test against Utah and you know Diamond Mitchell and Ruby Gobert. Can they keep it going when Zion comes back? You know, will we see the same kind of action and some kind of plays? So that's something to look out forward to. Um, from Milwaukee, I would just say that Brooke Lopez and Kyle Korver are are kind of finding their touch a little bit, and for Milwaukee is. Everyone's focused on Giannis and what he's doing, but if you know Giannis starts to get, you know, locked up or double teamed and throw a lot of coverages, you expect these shooters, these guys, to really step up. Lopez is going to be pivotal because he's a body in the front front court that can really protect the rim and provide Giannis some ability to move around and, and do other things on the basketball court. So those are some good moments and takeaways from, from, from those games. Had Philly and the Thunder play. And Simmons continued to look good. And Bede was out with calf tightness. Hopefully he's not you know, too bothered by that and will be able to start playing more soon when the games get going. On the other hand, you had the Celtics look good. You know, they beat the Suns. Devin Booker looked much better shooting-wise. And, of course, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum leading me for the Celtics. Keeping their offense good. You had some good contributions from some players on the team. And Boston, I think they just want to be able to carry this forward and develop that consistency. So I hope that Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are able to do even more than they're doing right now. Doncic 
looked good against the Pacers. Had about 21 points. Little Depot, who was on the fence about joining the bubble and playing this season, he played well. Miles Turner had an impressive game, 15 points. Pacers are a sleeper team, I would say. They have a lot of uh, underrated talent on that team, which they could be a very interesting matchup for anyone in the first round. And then we had the Oklahoma City Thunder really play well against Philly. Like I said, they had Andre Robertson, who made his debut, came back from the injuries that he faced, and he made some clutch shots late in that game to win. So, you know, Thunder have some good pieces. They have been a good team, as I talked about. They have a really good shot to just be a tough out in the first round. And they're able to hang with these teams and really play well. And that's a credit to Chris Paul. And let's see what he can do when the whole season comes around and they start playing those games. How the experience, you know, come into play. Just looking at how Toronto has been playing, they can't be slept on either. Ibaka and Pascal Siakam continue to impress and play well. And you hope to see them continue that way because for Toronto to have a good shot and getting back to the championship, they have to rely on Kyle Lowry and Siakam and Ibaka. So, you know, Toronto has a good roster and they've been well coached by Nick Nurse all season long. You know, will they be able to transition all those things, be able to step up and, you know, give some teams in the East trouble. It's definitely going to be fun to watch, seeing the action that we've seen in these past few scrimmages, or seeing teams come into form, and things are obviously changing with some players kind of being in and out. Lou Williams now is going to be out for 10 days kind of making a little violation of, of rules where he left and you know not a good optic for Lou Williams but some players have been in and out of the bubble so we're gonna see players coming and going but I think when the season gets going I think they'll NBA will be very very strict on on limiting that because games we play every single day and you just want to see everyone remain healthy and safe so you know, the action looks great, and I'm going to be getting into a little bit about the MVP debate coming up between Giannis and LeBron, and I'll maybe break down Lakers and Bucks as a possible finals preview because that's the matchup people want to see, and I'm one rooting for that matchup just to see as well, but a lot of teams are getting into shape, getting getting their grooves, so, you know, when games get going, we're going to see how well these two teams play, and what teams can really possibly throw them off their pursuit for a championship. So, the next thing I want to get into is the MVP race between Giannis and LeBron James. 
as everyone knows, the regular season started in early October, and we saw Milwaukee Bucks really come out strong, led by Giannis. After the playoff disappointment that they had last year, Giannis winning the MVP and just not being able to cap it off with a chip. So this NBA season, Giannis really got off to a great start and you saw them really win games in an impressive fashion. On the other side, in the West End Conference, you had LeBron AD team up after the Lakers had given up a bunch of assets to bring AD to Los Angeles after LeBron's first season that didn't go as planned. He had an injury that really affected him and cost him a lot of games in his first year. And the Lakers ended up not making the playoffs and you know, the criticism came around again for LeBron James, which is nothing new to him. He's dealt with that pretty much his whole career. So he was able to, you know, have a role in getting Anthony Davis to Los Angeles and the Lakers. As they started this season, no one really knew how their identity was going to go, how they were going to play together. And it took some time for the Lakers to get it going, but when they really got a stretch of games, they started to win. And because of AD dropping 30 and LeBron being the assist leader that he has been this season, the Lakers offense really took on a new form this season. They were much better in a lot of areas. Now looking at the MVP race between Giannis and LeBron, in LeBron James' case, he's having one of the best 35-year, you know, 35-year-old kind of plus seasons. Like no player has done what he's been able to do this late in his career, being able to still put up, you know, 20, 25 a game, get players involved, overall play a style of basketball that is just unique has continued to adapt his game in so many variations that, you know, the way he's utilized and the way he brings about the best in his teammates is shown. And you see the improved play from a lot of players on that team just because of his presence and his ability to, to see the floor. Now, the thing for LeBron James is that he has already won you know, four MVPs, and he's come up, you know, come up short in a couple of MVP races. LeBron, if it wasn't, you know, a league where there's a lot of voting, a lot of, this is also decided by mostly analysts and the media and reporters, LeBron James would MVP every, every single season if he, if they had it, you know, if, if it was that way. He's just so great that he could win MVP every single season, but the NBA MVP award is based on a lot of different things, not just being that excellent for years. It goes by the regular season and regular season only. And 
LeBron being able to carry this team with Anthony Davis is unique. You know, LeBron has another co-star in his case, while Giannis has been playing with talent that is really good. It complements his game really well, but you don't have a true second superstar on that team. Chris Middleton is a great guy, deserves the money that he's getting, exceptional player. But no one views him as a as a as a co-star, as a superstar player. They view him as a player that can just get the job done on both ends of the court, can really play well and shoot well. But he is not someone who they say is a true superstar yet. Very good player, has great amount of skill sets, and he and Giannis play exceptionally well together, as kind of seen in this these scrimmages where the Bucks have been very, very good defensively, and he has a lot of versatility to his game, which makes him a tough matchup regardless. LeBron has a supporting cast that is pretty unique. You, know, you got some shooters, you got some players who are experienced in the league. And just knowing what LeBron James has done and the way the Lakers were going off this season they took some time to get to get really good to get to the top of the Western Conference Giannis was doing great incredible things playing so well and LeBron kind of came on I would say a bit more late came on a bit more late but it was kind of neck and neck because you could see that they both were playing exceptionally well. Teams best record in, in their individual conferences, but Milwaukee and Giannis have been exceptional in many different ways, and they have shown more consistency than the Lakers and LeBron James. Whereas LeBron is doing his great things, always putting up points, getting players involved. You know, he leads the NBA in assists per game this season. They're doing all those great things. But the supporting cast that LeBron James has, in terms of the superstar talent in Anthony Davis, really kind of limits his case because he can do great things, but they always tie it back to, oh, he had Anthony Davis, and he has J.R. Smith, and he had Rajon Rondo, and Caruso, Pope, and, you know, all those things. And now Frank Vogel, head coach of the Lakers, has expressed, you know, as he should express his, you know, vote for LeBron for MVP, the things that he's doing at his age, how he's taking care of his body is exceptional. He continues to amaze us with how he's able to just stay in shape and get the most out of the minutes he plays. Exceptional. But Giannis has been so much better this season. And that's because he's had to do it do it all. Le- LeBron James Let's say didn't have Anthony Davis. And he was just doing these, you know, these numbers. You know, then he would be taking more strong, you know, more into consideration. There will be a lot more people saying, yeah, he deserves to win another MVP. Look at what he's doing. He's doing it by himself. But the way the NBA has changed now is that most teams don't have that. Okay, you need another superstar you need more players around one superstar to, to make it happen. And in the Lakers' case, with their young core that they had, 
they weren't really gonna go anywhere unless LeBron really pushed them to the you know to that point. And he could have done that, but injuries happen you know hampered his first season in LA and the pressure to win for the Lakers is a little bit more different than compared to Milwaukee where you know they don't expect them to be taken seriously. But now Milwaukee's trying to be that way. They're trying to make an impact. Giannis has been coming for a long time. His versatility, his skill sets has been exceptional. He won MVP last year with good enough numbers. And this year, Giannis has had 29.6 points a game, 13, 7 rebounds, and 5 you know, assists. And he's had 54.7 shooting. The key is that his shooting percentage is so much higher compared to LeBron James. And that's because of how Giannis is utilized and the way things are, 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 are you know, demonstrated. They're not going to count these eight games that are going to be played. Now, a strong argument that can, can be made is that you saw a level of basketball where the Lakers came on strong just before the pandemic had happened where you saw them beat the Clippers at home and then they beat Milwaukee as well. That was a statement game for the Lakers and for LeBron James where he played exceptionally well. Their first matchup they had against each other, the Lakers and Bucks, you know, happened in Milwaukee on TNT. Giannis dropped 34 points. Davis had about 36. But they had a lot more turnovers in that game. And Milwaukee was just better in a lot of facets in that first matchup. LeBron had a decent game, but it wasn't a game that you know, took over that game, you know, overall. There was a level of excellence displayed by Milwaukee in that first matchup where they out-rebounded the Lakers inside. You know, Giannis had his way with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard. And you just saw the fact that you know, Milwaukee just got off to a really hot start. They scored 42 points in the second quarter of that game, which really set them to the hole off the Lakers that first matchup. Then the second matchup that they had in L.A., you know, you saw LeBron James really come out and play really well. He had 37 points in that game. Davis was good as well and you just saw that you know Giannis in that game was approached differently the Lakers tried a different strategy against them trying to get the ball out of his hands a lot Milwaukee had more turnovers in the second matchup and the Lakers ended up scoring 39 points in that third quarter which really put them in position to win that game. Middleton wasn't as good in that game. And like I said, Middleton's a streaky guy. He can get going for some games and then he can kind of not have it. So they overall split the head-to-head matchups. And we saw LeBron take on Anthony Davis and sorry, LeBron take on you know take on Giannis. <laughs> take on Giannis and you know, there was some good 
really good moments that you saw that you want to see between these two players. One in his late, you know, prime of his career, and you have Giannis who's on the come up. So while LeBron James is exceptionally amazing in what he does and what he brings to the basketball court, Giannis has been better all season long. The team has been much better. The Bucks. Overall, have outscored opponents by 16 points per 100 possessions, and his player efficiency ranks top five in NBA history. So, while LeBron James is doing great things at the age of 35, and really um, not letting father time kind of creep in, Giannis has been so efficient up to this point in the season, and he's going to take home the MVP award. I think LeBron will come, of course, second in the, in, in the voting. It's very close between those two. I think if that more game, you know, if everything was normal and we had a finish to the regular season where they actually counted these games, it would have been great. But just seeing how much the the Milwaukee Bucks were good from the, from the beginning, number of wins they were racking up early on, where the Lakers were kind of finding their groove and eventually got to that point where they took over the Clippers and the Rockets and other teams to the number one seed in the Western Conference. Just think that LeBron's focus, regardless if he wins the MVP or not, is a championship. And Giannis, I don't think he's taking it in, in, in a different way. I think Giannis, knowing what happened last year, he won the MVP, and then you saw what happened in the postseason there was not the same level of excellence and ability, ability to finish the games and win those games. So I do think that we will see Giannis be really locked in. And his true test is going to come in the postseason. Same thing for LeBron James. I think LeBron James just needs motivation, which he always has already on how people have judged the Lakers since last year. I think he really wants to make it happen. I think he's going to win the championship if they have everything going well and they get some really good contributions from J.R. Smith and that bench. If they get any kind of input from that bench, they are going to be really hard to stop and they're going to win a lot of games. Giannis... Can he finish in the postseason? That's the question. He's going to go up against a lot of good teams in the postseason. I still think that Miami, Miami is going to be the team that people should watch out for. Miami and Toronto. Toronto cannot be slept on. They've been really good at by Siakam and Gasol and Ibaka. So, you know, can Giannis get it done this time where they can make it to the finals? Because I think a lot of people would love to see LeBron James go up against Giannis. The Bucs have been had they've had a very good record against winning teams. But the Lakers have had a so-so record against some of the top teams in the league. You know, they split with Milwaukee. Um, you know, against Philly. You know, Houston. So they they have a lot of things that they have to still prove. Giannis is going to get the MVP and the question is can he win the chip as we've seen in the past 
when you win the MVP, it's very, very difficult to win the championship in the same year. It kind of goes the NFL kind of logic where, like, you could just say that Cam Newton won the MVP, right? And 15-1 and in great records. But when it came to the postseason, the Super Bowl, just one play changed everything for, for Cam Newton. And now, look where he ends up now in the, on the New England Patriots, which... I don't want to even get into. I just hope that we get some football going. But just looking at how MVPs have been won throughout the season, some players are able to win championships the same year. Some aren't able to do that. It you know really depends on the team and how things kind of fall. You need a little bit of luck to get into the finals. The most dominant team never always wins. Very rarely does it happen. So, it should be fun to watch, just see how Milwaukee does when the postseason gets going. Can they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and actually win against a Miami team led by Jimmy Butler or Toronto? You know, Philly can't be slept on either. So, a lot of things are going to shape out if the MVP award extended to the postseason I think there would be a very different argument and it wouldn't be a clear cut thing you know I think LeBron would have more more of a say if it was extended to the postseason but both teams have had great records this season exceptional matchups against one another and Giannis taking home the championship is something that people may want to see but I don't think LeBron's gonna let it happen that easily and the MVP award LeBron James isn't gonna matter I think as much sure would he like to get that honor I think he, personally he probably just want that honor but bigger goal is a championship and I expect him to go full force in the postseason to, to win the championship